0: and military adventures, and we should be grateful for them. No one else came close to doing what Mike did with anything like the same feel and understanding for the world he wrote about. When I first discovered Mike's writing, I felt as if I'd finally found the author I'd spent a long time looking for. I hope you'll feel the same way. Roland White, 2016 Preface The people of what we now know as Angola have been crossing into what is now the Democratic Republic of Congo in one guise or another for hundreds of years before the borders were defined as we now know them to raid, to plunder, to take slaves, to wage war. The last 40 years have been violent times in this part of Africa. Katanga, in the southeast of the old Belgian Congo, now Shaba province, was the scene of horrific violence in the 60s when Katangan secessionists, known as Simbas, tried to take control of that mineral-rich province, and a last-second guns-blazing rescue of mission staff by mercenary John Peters really did take place in 1964. By this time, Mike Hoare's Five Commando had relieved huge tracts of Katanga from the Simbas, saving many lives in the process, while the UN peacekeepers, without Hoare's free-ranging mandate, or, to be honest, his tactical skills or his drive, simply tried to keep the warring factions apart. Missions and their staff have always been soft targets for anyone wanting to strike at something soft that won't fight back, or for any disaffected individual wanting a high-profile target or wanting to hit out at Christianity western influences, or the establishment. There is, as far as I know, no mission at Tenta, but there are still people there who remember the horror of the Simbas and the later violence around Culwesi in the 70s, and there are still people there, non-combatants, foreign civilians, at risk the next time it explodes. This is a work of fiction, but could it happen? All too easily. In fact, the Royal Marines were in Brazzaville, in the Congo, awaiting orders to assist repatriating EU nationals from escalating risk in the neighbouring Democratic Republic of Congo, twice recently, in 1997 and 1999. Mike Lunenwood, Chirundu, August 2001 Chapter 1 December 17th, 1964 The jungle was hot, dark, and loomed each side of the track. Henri Lefage settled back in the driver's seat of the jeep, wiped the sweat from his face, took a packet of cigarettes from his pocket, and lit one, inhaling deeply. His hand was shaking slightly. It always did after an action. For Five Commando, this hadn't been much of a fight. A short skirmish after an ambush, but a bullet had struck the windscreen of the jeep and passed inches from his head. Another close one. He smiled. They didn't call him lucky for nothing. He looked down at his kit. Filthy. They wore khakis, creased when they could get them washed, and on his shoulder above the wild goose patch he wore, sergeant's stripes. He disliked dirty kit, It was unprofessional. He might be a mercenary, but that didn't mean he was not a professional soldier. A patrol was moving forward on foot to the bridge, always the safest way after a halt, and as Captain Peters slid into his seat on the other side, Lafarge started the engine. Behind them on the jeep, manning a pedestal-mounted Belgian mag machine gun, was another volunteer, James Egan a wayward public school dropout and a close friend. Henri Lafarge was a soldier just out of the Foreign Legion. His parents were Corsicans, but he had been born in Italy. At twenty-four, a trained soldier speaking French, English and Italian, he had been snapped up by Major Hawes recruiters in the small flat in the avenues of Salisbury in Rhodesia. John Peters was a lithe, green-eyed, quick-witted Yorkshireman who had served time with the SAS. Hard as nails, he was in Hawes' view an outstanding...